welcome to Positively West Virginia, where each week we share positive stories about successful West Virginia businesses making a difference in our great state. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WV News, United Bank, Mylin, and Interaction Media. Now, let's get down to business with your host, Jim Matuga. Coming to you from the Interaction Media Studio in Morgantown, West Virginia, welcome to Positively West Virginia. Each week we talk with West Virginia business leaders and share their success stories with people just like you in West Virginia and around the country. Our goal is to motivate and educate our listeners with these inspirational business stories. There are many positive things happening in West Virginia business that most people don't ever hear about. We're trying to change that with this show so that people realize you don't have to leave West Virginia to find great career and business opportunities. They're right here in our state. All of our guests are people who are absolutely getting it done in West Virginia in business, and I'm convinced we can all learn a lot from their experiences and their stories. This week, we're going to learn about Dan Davis and his company, Kinship Goods. Dan, are you ready to get down to business? Yeah, Jim, let's do it. All right, man. I'm so glad to have you on our podcast to share your story this week. Dan Davis is the co-owner of Kinship Goods, located in Charleston, West Virginia. Of course, that's in Kanawha County. Kinship Goods is a lifestyle brand, retail shop, and print studio located on Charleston's west side. Kinship Goods also serves as a community space, hosting events, music, and fundraisers for numerous social causes. Dan Davis has been making art for as long as he can remember, and he has been screen printing for more than 15 years. He is self-taught and attributes any skill he has to sheer willpower and stubbornness. I love that. Dan was born in Nuremberg, Germany, spent his childhood in Idaho, and his teens and his 20s in Louisville, Kentucky. In 2014, he moved to Charleston with his partner, Hillary, not far from where she grew up. They live on the west side of Charleston with their two senior beagles and two sleepy cats. I invited, <laughs> <laughs> I invited Dan on the show today to talk about his company, to share his story, and to give our audience some valuable insight into his business in West Virginia. Dan, take a mil- minute, fill in some gaps from that brief intro, and give us a little behind-the-curtain look into your company. Well, um, let's see here. That pretty much covers it. You know, you got the dogs in there, you got the cats in there. Of course, Um, yeah. (laughs) um, Yeah, so I guess, you know, the first thing is we we say lifestyle brand because that's an easy thing to uh that people are like familiar with now um we we tend internally not to call ourselves that um Mm -hmm. we tend to call ourselves a quality of life brand and basically our mission if it if we had one um is to just make things that bring comfort um to people um you know the world can be tough sometimes um, Mm -hmm. and everybody has their own hardships. And so we just try to make things that for a brief second, you know, might not fix all your problems. Obviously Um, I would never dare to say that anything I create is going to fix anything for anyone, but could maybe just bring you some comfort um, and be that a t-shirt or a coffee mug or whatever it is, you know, Mm -hmm. um, these things matter. Um, Me and Hillary are both, very into like heirlooms and um, Hillary specifically is a pack rat of yeah, sorts. So yeah. there's lots of little items we've collected through our life that have bring us great comfort and stuff. And that's kind of what we're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when did you guys get started? 
Um, let's see. In 2009, um, Hillary and me, we met in Louisville. She had been there for school and was gone for like a good 20 years from West Virginia. And mm-hmm. We had met. Um, I was running an art gallery out of my house, um, which was getting some press in Louisville. And she came to a show and we met. And she, I, um, after getting to know her, had found out that she had also had an art gallery at one point, and we talked and decided that we should start um, a more legitimate gallery than what was mm. in my house. Mm-hmm. So in 2009, we opened up um, the Kinship, which um, there's a space between kin and ship, which um, gets left out a lot of times, but it was like a nautical play on words. Yes. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, we had an art gallery called the kinship and then artists me even me included are notoriously difficult to work with Mm. (laughs) um so after doing that for about a year we decided that we wanted to focus on making our own things um so we started um with like greeting cards and stuff like that Mm. i had already been a screen printer for i don't know whatever that math is like six years at that point seven years at that point um yeah five years i guess yeah that's easy math (laughs) um so yeah i had already been a printer for five years and so it was easy for me to make stuff like that so we screen printed greeting cards and art prints and then t-shirts and then we just started doing like small craft fairs and then we got a couple of like big breaks through um people being interested and we just really felt like, Oh man, we can really make a run at this. Mm. So I think in 2013, after catching some big breaks, we both quit our uh, day jobs and started doing kinship full time out of the spare bedroom in our house, a very, very tiny spare bedroom in Mm. our house. Mm. And um, yeah, then in, you know, we moved here five years ago Um and have been in West Virginia ever since. And yeah. That's awesome. So now do you have a, a retail store, a studio? Yeah. Talk a little yeah. bit about that. Okay. So when we first moved here, we had a, a space in downtown Charleston, um, this uh, little space that had been empty for 15 years before we moved wow. in. Um, and it needed a lot of work and had a lot of issues. Hmm. So we were there about a year, uh, no, two years. And then um, our landlord wanted to renegotiate because he had seen that we had been getting some press and some things like that. And so he tried to raise our rent, a classic tale, um, without wanting to fix anything in the building. And we decided that that obviously wasn't going to work for us. And at that time, the um, we were introduced to the Bullock family, which is a family in Charleston that is kind of really taking on um, – re like investing in rehabbing um charleston's west side so they we met with them and really got a good vibe and um then we moved to the west side in a building that they owned and we helped renovate with them and that's where we're at now and Mm. we love it um and yeah so we have a big print shop um a storefront and then we also next to us there's another business called base camp printing co which is yeah which is a letterpress shop. And so what we did with that is Emily Sokolowski, who owns that used to work for us. And we gave her that space free for three years. Wow. Um, so cool. just because she was also young and 
going to leave the state. Um, Mm. There wasn't anything for her. There didn't seem like there were opportunities for her. She wanted to stay, but she couldn't figure out how to do it. And so we said, why don't you open up your letterpress shop and you can have this space to do it in. And they are doing great. They've never had a $0 day. Mm. They, um, it's her and her sister now and th- yeah. their work ethic is amazing. And yeah, yeah so I we're actually, all there. I actually yeah. met them. Uh, there's a, uh, I'm not sure. It's a project here in Morgantown called the hand ca- handcrafted collective. Oh, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Co- the cooperative. Cooperative. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, they were, they were set up, uh, probably in the last month. I bought several prints from them. They're, they're they seem pretty yeah. cool. So I, I didn't know the connection. Now, now I do. That's very cool. Yeah. So right. Emily worked for us for okay. Yeah, 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 that's that's great. So, you know, Dan, just yeah, you know, kind of talk a little bit about your thirty-second pitch for kinship goods. In other words, you know, what is it you generally tell people that you do? What is it? Ooh, the the uh, elevator pitch. Let's yeah, see. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I tend to just say that we're a company that is trying to make things that we would like to see in the world. Things that. Mm-hmm make you feel cozy, um, things that bring you comfort and things that are made with like, um, artist craftsmanship is yeah. basically it. Yeah. yeah um, cool. cause most things are done by hand. Like we print all the shirts. I print all the shirts. Like mm. it's, yeah, <laughs> it's very uh, craft based. Yeah. It sounds nice. So you mentioned coffee mugs, t-shirts. What are some of the other products that you carry? Um, Pillowcases is like a thing we're going to start again. That was our first product, which got us a lot of press and stuff. So home goods, we're going to make those. Mm. Um, you know, we make hats, we're starting to make jewelry. Um, and yeah, like household items, things for you as a person. Mm. Um, and that's a pretty wide spectrum, but that's kind of where we exist. Yeah. That's very cool. Dan, what would you say is the thing you're most excited about for your company right now? Hmm. Right now, um, growth, I think, you know, we're actually, um, I've been talking for a long time of wanting to like hand print rolls of fabric, um, bolts of fabric. Mm -hmm. So we're actually moving in that direction. And then, um, me and Hillary are going to North Carolina actually next month to take a workshop on like textile manufacturing, and so, like, the the idea is that I could hand print bolts of fabric and then we could make, like, button-up shirts and mm. um, shower curtains and curtains for your house and bedding and all these things, um, all in the U.S., which we're really excited about. And actually, the mill we're going to is, like, based in, like, Appalachia because it's, you know, west western North Carolina. Mm. And um, so we're just really excited about that, expanding our line, like, I've just been printing t-shirts for so long that, that I just want to do, um, elevated things. And mm-hmm. like, we're just really excited about it. Yeah. That's really cool. That, that sounds like a lot to be excited for, for sure. Yeah. What's the geographic market that you serve? Is it, is it the Charleston area? Is it talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Well, um, you know, when we first moved to West Virginia, it was probably 90% online sales, like, um, you know, definitely in the whole country, but even overseas, we do overseas business. And then, um, you know, 10% was the retail store, but now like it's kind of 50, 50, honestly, like 50% of our stuff is going like through the U S there's probably about 30 stores that carry our products in different states and cities. Mm, 
Um, and that list grows all the time. Um, we just hired a new wholesale person. So that's like, we're really growing that. And then, um, yeah, the store now is like 50% of, yeah, West Virginians, definitely Charleston, but hmm. definitely Morgantown and Huntington and people really like will travel. We have realized that we're kind of a destination. So, hmm. um, we get a lot of people coming in, which is great. Yeah. That's, that is very cool. So do you have, um, uh, employees that work with your team or is it just the, the two of you guys? No. Yeah. We have, we have employees now. Um, yeah. I mean, my, my brain would definitely like force me to do it. Just me and Hillary and, mm-hmm. and did for a long time, but, uh, trying to scale and realizing that unfortunately I'm human, uh, right, <laughs> we, right. we need, we needed help. So I think right now our staff is eight people. Great. Um, we have an operations manager, a shipping manager, um, I have some printers, um, retail people. Yeah. So we're growing all the time. It seems awesome. Well, Dan, you've been, you've had a, a, a lot of exposure to a lot of living in a lot of different areas. You were born in Germany. You've lived in Idaho and in Kentucky. Now you're in West Virginia. What would you say is the best thing about being in business in our state? Well, I, I actually pitched this to a lot of people. I'm also like a touring musician. So I've spent oh, a lot of time cool. in like every, every major American city I've spent so much time in. And one thing I can say about West Virginia, which you cannot say about other States, you just truly can't is the support is unreal. Um, the support of the people is unreal, but also there's not many places like maybe a handful of places in America that you can have a business and let's say you're in it just for money. Like, let's say that's totally fair that you were just trying to like pay your bills and feed yourself and all those things. There are not many places in America that you can have a job and make money and also better your community, better your state Mm. at the same time. It's you can do that in West Virginia because people appreciate it. So like, if you are doing something um, that is just a place to go, another space, um, that is bettering a lot of the communities. Like, you know, Charleston, West Virginia as a whole, you hear all the time about the population loss and stuff. But, like, right. there are people here. There are people who want to go eat at your hot dog stand or want to go to your shop and buy a T-shirt mm. or want to go to your coffee shop. Like, all of that exists. And – that support, um, they don't want to see you fail. Yeah. And they, yeah, it's, it's been like something I was not prepared for. Um, and like, I never really thought about it. The reason I do kinship isn't for all of that. I just, I have a compulsion to make things. And, mm-hmm. um, but like now I care so much about the community and, we've become like a community space and we try to do as much as we can for the people in the community because their support is like something I feel like I will never be able to pay back. And so so I'm constantly trying. Yeah, I like that uh, perspective (laughs) for sure. Dan, you know, you've been in business now several years. What, and and again, this is a, a question I always like to ask, but even in the fact that our, you know, the podcast is called Positively West Virginia. I always like to take people to their worst business moment in that. I think 
there's a lot of lessons we can learn from those tough places we have to go through, you know, sort of the valleys. You know, everybody wants to be on the peak looking down, but they don't realize that you have to go through the valley sometimes. Take us to that place at your worst business moment and tell us that story. Hmm, worst business moment. I don't know if this constitutes as a business moment, but it definitely felt like at the time. Sure. And that would be, honestly, my decision to move to West Virginia. I had hmm. maybe one of the hardest first weeks ever. So this is what happened my first week moving here with Hillary. (laughs) I drove six hours in a U-Haul. I get out of the U-Haul and I walk up to the steps of our first apartment, which sounds like there is construction work happening. Mm. Um, I open the door. There's not construction work. There is a waterfall coming from the ceiling of the apartment upstairs, (laughs) filling the apartment. Oh my gosh. So that is happening and come to find out this leak has the upstairs neighbor has said, yeah, I've heard that for like three days. So it's like a three day (laughs) waterfall. So I take take a deep breath. And at the time we had our whole screen printing shop, our whole business in the U-Haul also. So we said, "Okay, well, let's go ahead and move that stuff to the shop while they figure out our apartment. So we go and we unload the shop into the shop and We come back to the house and we're like relaxing and it has been a crazy day and we get a phone call that a pipe in this 15-year-old building has broke the night that we put all of our stuff in there. Oh my gosh. So we have like probably, I'm going to say about two grand worth of blank stock that needed to be printed for a big order, completely ruined by water. Um. (laughs) Um, our our shop was flooded. A bunch of our stuff had gotten ruined, not to mention the water was poison. It was was when Charleston had its big poison water. Um, so not only is everything contaminated, but it's contaminated with poison water. Um, I had to clean it all up, was not able to shower, the next day, the very next day, we're like, okay, we can't do anything about this. We've really learned to take it on the chin. We go to an antique store in Nitro, West Virginia, which then we get locked inside of because the lady doesn't see us and she leaves and then locks the door. <laughs> and so we get locked in this antique store for like three hours. We finally call the cops. They come. They tell us to go out the back door. I go to the back door. I go to twist the handle. The door handle breaks <laughs> off in my hand. I walk back to the front and show the police officer the door handle, and he just laughs. And then we have to wait for the lady to show up to let us out. Oh, so this is all the first week I'm here. Uh, it's like the first 48 hours or something. Yeah. I mean, this and, could be a movie. And so I had thought that like we had made the worst decision Ever. Welcome to and, West Virginia. Yeah, and luckily I was wrong. <laughs> so, oh my. wow. Yeah. That's, that's probably like one of the lowest moments. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Well, <laughs> thanks for uh, for sharing that experience with us. That's, yeah. uh, that's pretty that's pretty fun stuff right there. Uh, Dan, I want to take a quick second just to mention the incredible sponsors we have for Positively West Virginia. They are the State Journal, WVNews.com, Interaction Media, United Bank, and Milan. It's the support we receive from these companies that allow us to highlight the incredible things happening throughout the great state of West Virginia. Our guest today, once again, is Dan Davis with Kinship Goods, based in Charleston, West Virginia. Dan, let's get right back to it. What is the vision that you have uh, for you guys for your company long term? 
Uh, let's see. Long term, I, I, I mean, we get asked all the time why we don't have a second store in like Morgantown or Huntington or, you know, mm. even in Louisville, people have approached us about opening up there again. And that's really not of interest to us. I think for being Hillary personally, it's to sustain, to be like an anchor in the community, to keep giving people jobs. Um, I'm not trying to take over the world as long as me and her can drink coffee and our animals are fed and I have a roof over our head. Like mm. I'm totally fine with that. Um, it's not like, you know, it doesn't sound like awesome or anything to be like, well, I don't know, just to keep going. But like, that's truly where we're at. Mm. Um, I, I feel like a lot of times businesses, especially new businesses, um, you know, feel the need to like do it all. And I don't, I feel the, need to do a good job. Um, and as long as we can sustain and grow and keep doing work that we're proud of, like I'm okay with that. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. Dan, how do you, how do you attract new customers? I mean, obviously, you know, you're, you got, um, you, you got this great location. You've got this really cool vibe going on. You're wanting to, you know, support the community, give them back to the community. How do you, how do you continue to attract new customers without, you know, necessarily, you know, like in your kind of words saying that, you know, you don't want to be in all these different locations or whatnot, you know, how do you do that and stay in your, your own lane, so to speak? Yeah, we've been lucky that, um, all of our growth has been very organic. Um, obviously we use social media, like most modern businesses, our Instagram, we have about 20,000 followers. Wow. Um, you know, a, a lot of that is we have a motto at Kinship, which is like, don't talk down to the customer. Um, people mm -hmm. are smart. And like when it, like we have a big thing where we don't bug you when you come in, like we say hello. And if mm -hmm. you need something, like let us know. But like we're not going to hover. We're, we're not a company that's big on the hard sell um, because it's the year 2019. Mm -hmm. And with things like the Internet and Anything that you want to find, you can find. It's the stuff that you find on your own that you are going to really hold on to. Mm. It's the stuff that you discover um, that interests you and that you like that you're going to cherish a bit more. Mm -hmm. And so we try to just let people come across us on our own. It seems like, you know, um, kind of like a lazy approach, but it really is just like a person approach. Like it's, we try to think about what we would want and the, the stores and things that we've discovered. And I don't very rarely am I like, Oh, this billboard really makes me want to go here. Mm -hmm. Not that I think advertising is a bad thing, but it's just not been a thing that we have tried to push. I'd rather somebody have a great experience in the store or a great experience with our product and tell somebody else about it. Um, mm. Word of mouth is kind of our like main thing. Oh, and we have like events and stuff for the community. We have like music in the shop and mm -hmm. we have, you know, we've hosted nonprofits and things like that. So that stuff helps. And, um, yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. What's, what's one of the biggest challenges you face as an entrepreneur business owner? Mm, let's see. Um, finding a work life balance. Mm -hmm. I think that like gets left out of the conversation I mean, now you kind of hear about it more than you ever did. But like if you can't find that work-life balance, um, your work is going to be shoddy. There's just no way around it um, because you, the person, are the one driving the car and 
you know, if, if you're, um, if you're under your life, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it just makes that job so much harder. Yeah. So I think for me and Hillary, that's a big one. You know, we still try to like, let's take Sunday off. And then, you know, we end up sitting on the couch with our laptops still working. Mm-hmm. Um, we just call it a day off because we're watching Netflix, but you know, we're still working. So yeah. making time is a big one. And then like learning, learning new stuff all the time, like how to manage a staff. And this is all stuff that we never even thought was going to be possible for us. So it's all a learning curve. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. So what, what's one piece of advice you would give to maybe a, uh, a person uh, who's thinking about starting a company, maybe it's a young young business owner, you know, kind of getting traction, starting out. Uh, somebody who's got that entrepreneurial itch that wants to start a company in West Virginia. What's one piece of advice you would give them? Well, I have two. Yeah. I have two that I like to spout all the time. Hillary is probably very tired of me saying <laughs> it, um, but the one I, I can say is draw a line in the sand. Like have have a point of view. Um, having a point of view, I think is like a, something that doesn't really, cause people are trying to toss like a wide net. Um, I think it's actually more helpful, especially in the beginning, um, stages of your business to have a strong point of view and just mm. to s- stick to that. Yeah. And then the second one would be make your own rules. There's like a lot of, you can obviously Google what best practices are and all of those things, but trusting your gut and, um, really just doing things that make you feel comfortable in the way that make you feel comfortable um, goes a long way into like how your business feels to the outside person. I feel like it, yeah. if it feels like a genuine business, it's because you yourself are doing things genuinely. So mm. getting all your rules and things from a book or the internet or whatever um, isn't going to feel that way. That's yeah. somebody else's genuine feeling. Yeah, that's pretty um, cool. Yep. Not that it can't like influence you for sure. There's great um, resources out there, but like at the end of the day, you should have your own rules for your own business. Yeah, absolutely. That could be a, a book title that you could write someday. <laughs> yeah. <Right? laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I just added uh, some more uh, strife into your work life balance. Yeah. For sure. So, Dan, what's one thing you do every day that you think, uh, you know, contributes to your success that you're having? Um, let's see. I think the main thing I do for me, Hillary's answer would probably be much different. But for me, I try to be grateful. Mm. Um, you're obviously your stuff is your stuff. And it's easy to um, feel underwater with running your own business. Um, right. And, you know. I find now I like talking to people who have their own businesses because they understand that I'm like not whining. It's just, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try to be grateful and it puts everything into perspective. It makes every hurdle a lot shorter. It makes every struggle a lot smaller to just know that like, I am extremely lucky to get to make art, especially I get to make art with my wife. Mm. And I get to have the life that I want um, and I get to give people jobs and I get to be a place in the community that people come and I get to make sometimes like people in a state that has like kind of a sad reputation happy. Mm. And 
what a gift. Yeah, um, so cool. Yeah. I like so, the way yeah. I like the way you talk about it is I get to rather than I have to, you know. Right. And I think yeah. that's uh, that kind of goes to your grateful spirit that you're talking about. So I appreciate you sharing that. What's one resource you use in your business and it might be like a piece of software or technology or something. What's one resource you use that you just can't live without? Uh, that would be a program called Basecamp. Oh, um, yeah, sure. it, it is a project management app. And we were introduced to it about maybe a year ago, and it has changed and streamlined so many things for us. Um, and it is just like a tool that now I can't imagine not having um, for our company. Yeah. That's very cool. What's one book you would recommend for aspiring business people, entrepreneurs? It's actually called It Doesn't Have to Be Crazy at Work. Um, and it's by Jason Fried and David Heinmeier, which they actually created Basecamp. Um, so I found Basecamp through reading this book. Um, and it is the book is just full of like such great things that I would have never thought of. I wish I would have read it 10 years earlier at the beginning <laughs> stages of our business Yeah, because there's a lot of good stuff in it about like things that you should think about if you're ever going to scale. And I just never thought that far in the mm. future. Yeah, that's good. Um, we have a section on our website. Uh, it's uh, positivelywv.com. It's called the resources page. And we have all the recommended books for the last year and eight months uh, on there by every every person we've interviewed. So we'll make sure we add that. That one oh, has wow, not that's, been, great. that's not been on there yet. And you can actually, our listeners can look, uh, just click a link and buy the book right on Amazon. So that's pretty cool. So Dan, yeah. I want to talk, you know, you mentioned this, you know, you kind of alluded to it and I, I've been thinking about it since you mentioned it, it's like this, this idea of managing a team or leading a team, right? You didn't think that you would have that opportunity and, you know, to, to really lead employees. But Talk about leadership for for a, a few seconds here. What what are, what are some of the, your you know your philosophies, your thoughts on leadership? Well, our newest philosophy, which we were kind of late to, because me and Hillary tend to get in our own way, and we've had a lot of terrible jobs, and I I didn't want to be the boss or the leader that I've had in the past yeah. before here yeah. or there, and um, but our main thing now is that clear is kind meaning that if you set clear boundaries it's it's the kind thing to do for your team it's the kind thing to do for yourself it is it's just such a better way to do it all um it because the boundaries are helpful it it sets people up to succeed and beforehand we were definitely just kind of um loosey goosey trying to be everyone's friend and trying to just like be low key, but that really sets people up for failure or resentment because you're not giving them the tools to do a good job, but you're fussy when they aren't doing a good job. And that really always comes from the top down and me and Hillary are totally okay admitting that. And, um, we get better all the time, but clear is kind. That's like our biggest philosophy. Um, remember that the or people, that's like a big one. You know, you're dealing with people. Um, yeah. Talk to people. Golden rule is like a big thing for me and Hillary. Like, yeah. you know, treat people like you want to be treated. Um, nobody wants to be yelled at. Mm. We're not a yelling company. We're not a screaming company. We're not a scolding company. We're just not that. <laughs> yeah. So on the flip side of that, what do you think uh, it takes to be an effective follower? Ooh. Let's see. Um 
I think that the biggest thing is um, don't be scared to ask questions. I mean, I think if you want to be good at any kind of work, leading or following, asking questions, like don't be stubborn, um, you know, and then be able to take criticism and know that it's coming from a place of like um, getting the job done correctly, that it's not, it has nothing to do with anything if you know you like them or they like you it's just about like how can this best be served um yeah that's good stuff yeah that's good stuff dan as we kind of reach the end of the uh, interview here what's the best way our listeners can learn more about your company and get in touch with you um our website which is kinshipgoods.com um you can also follow us on instagram which is at kinshipgoods um, that's probably the best way. Yeah, and All our contact stuff is on there. Great. Great. And we'll make sure that we put uh, links to both of those in our show notes section of the podcast for sure. Dan, I, I got to tell you, it's been really great getting to know you a little bit on the show today. Thanks for being on the podcast. I, I really think that, uh, that what you're doing is very cool. I love the uh, the, the community aspect. I love the, the fact that you're trying to bring comfort, right? these products that you're, 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 you're creating and, yeah. and, uh, and putting out there for people to, uh, to be part of is really cool. And I love, uh, the philosophy and, and message you have for your company. So I, th- whatever it is you're doing, it's working keep it up. I, I'm really, uh, really, uh, impressed by your story. Well, I appreciate that. Thanks for asking me. And what a great resource that you're doing. Like, you know, I wish that I would have known about something or that there was something to, um, listen to other people and maybe, skip over a few landmines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what we're trying to do, you know, and it's, yeah. just, it's just people, men and women just like yourself that are out there doing really cool stuff in business in West Virginia. You guys are making a huge difference. So again, I appreciate you being on the show today. Yeah, for sure. Well, folks, that's a wrap on another episode of Positively West Virginia. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WVNews.com, Interaction Media, United Bank, and Milan as we continue on our journey to help share positive stories of companies and people doing amazing things all across the Mountain State, just like Dan Davis and Kinship Goods in Charleston, West Virginia. Our hope is that we in some way inspire and motivate our audience by sharing these success stories in West Virginia. If you or someone you know would be a great guest on the show, drop us a line on our website, PositivelyWV.com. And we, of course, appreciate all the comments and notes of encouragement, the emails you guys send us. It's, uh, it's, it keeps us going. So uh, keep that going, too. We really appreciate that. And, of course, we encourage you to share these stories on your social media channels, whichever those may be. On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, until next time, I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Stay positive, West Virginia. 